This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jerry Timms, and as always, I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime tonight, Nate Green. Well, I guess not tonight. We're recording tonight, but we'll kind of see how it goes. Nate, how are you doing today? Oh, it's a fantastic day. Syracuse wins. Oh, my gosh. Uh, upset over West Virginia, going back to the Sweet 16. Got to watch Otani pitch. Ah, fantastic day. Well, I mean... I guess it kind of spoils our question of the day. I wasn't even going to go baseball question of the day. I was going to go more, you know, how's your bracket looking? I'm in the 98th percentile, actually. So uh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm in first place or second place in the two groups that I'm in. So, uh, yeah, so far so good. Hashtag don't pick chalk. Okay, yeah. It's been a rough one for me this year, not going to lie. You know, started game one. I forgot who played, but didn't win. And, um, yeah, it's been a rough one. I don't even want to talk about it. I really don't. It's just been a, it's been a rough March Madness for me. SC is still in it for now. That's all that I really care about. You know, they're favored tomorrow. They are favored. Who who they play? They play. They got a Kansas. Which is gonna be a tough one. Yeah, it'll, that'll be a good game in general. I know. Kind of uh, shocked their favorite, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're a good team. They're a good basketball team. I didn't watch a game, but you know, I'm a diehard U.S. Top players in the country. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it works. It works. But Nate, we're here to talk some baseball. I think we know what we're going to talk about. I, I think we know what we're going to talk about today. I think everybody yeah. knows what we're going to talk about today, and yes. that that would be Shohei Otani. I, I think that this this whole podcast is just going to be about what Shohei Otani did yesterday. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But first, before we get going, I just want to say thank you so much for everybody who listens to this podcast on a consistent weekly basis. We really appreciate it. We see all the numbers we're putting up and we just want to say thank you for making us one of the best Angels podcasts. If you like what we have going on, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it and also leave us a review, whether it's good or bad. We appreciate it. You can also go on and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look us up there. I'll give you one second to go look us up and, you know, find us. And as always, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims and Nate Green on Twitter at NateGreen34. If you guys had any questions, topic ideas, or just want to say hi, you can email us at TalkingHalos at gmail.com or slide into any of our DMs. Just say hi. You know, I like gifts. Send me a gift. I'm I'm totally fine with that. So, Nate, you like gifts? 
Yes, they're oh, fantastic. Go for it. You know, just shoot us a gift. I appreciate that. And as always, guys, give us one minute to pay the bills. Hey, everyone. Before we start, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast for Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, personalized, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and you name all the other ones. You got them. Okay? The best part is you can get all this for only 15 bucks a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. All right. I'm not even going to, you know, let's just get right into it. Shohei Otani is unbelievable. Just doing stupid things. I believe Matt Birch, who is with the Angels, he is part of the PR department. Does all the stats, does a great job for the Angels. Came out and said that a pitcher has not started on the mound and bad to lead off in a regular season game since I think it was nineteen, it was either nineteen ten or nineteen oh one. Either way, that is unfreaking believable. Shohei Otani did that yesterday. It was in a spring training game and he only pitched four innings. But Nate, before we get to anything, any you know part of what he did, whether we liked it or not. Do, do we see this happen in the regular season? Um, yeah, I think we'll see it happen once. Um, I wish they could adopt the college rule. Uh, high school teams adopted it uh, two years ago where before the game you can make your starting pitcher the DH once he exits the game, uh, but you have to do it before the game. So you have to write in the lineup card that he'll be the DH after he comes out. Um, I think if that were the case, you would see it a lot more. I think we only see it once this year, though. Well, Nate, I need to remind you that the opening week series, Sunday night, is Sunday night baseball. Shohei Otani is expected to start. That game is going to be on ESPN, and I think it's a perfect time to do it and get the ratings skyrocketing. I think that everybody in you know in Japan – and everybody in the United States who enjoys baseball, and who doesn't even enjoy baseball, will tune in to ESPN to watch Shohei Otani do this. Because it's just something that would never, shouldn't happen. Honestly, it shouldn't happen. But he has been unbelievable this spring, and he is just a freak of an athlete that can do it. And I honestly, I hope it opens the door for others. I really, really do. I don't know who else. I don't think there's too many others that can do it. I know Michael Lorenzen's a two-way in a way. He comes out of the bullpen and... Just absolutely. I guess he's a starter this year, right? He might start this year. And, yeah. I mean, in high school, when we used the rule, we called it the Brendan McKay rule. So it's possible he could use it in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there is some other guys who might be able to use it, and maybe it allows for some more um, high school, college guys that get drafted to be able to pitch and hit instead of just strictly pitch. Yeah, it would be, it would be quite a lot of fun to see this happen a little bit more often. And I think that the way – kids these days are being built. I don't see why it, it can't happen, but on to Otani. At the plate, he was two for two with a single, and I believe they counted it as a double. I could be wrong. And he had one walk as well. He increased his OPS 
this spring to 1.836, which I believe leads the Angels. Quite impressive. He's having a nice spring. And I don't want to hype you guys up by any means because it is spring training and, you know, why do you build me up? Buttercup baby is a real thing for the Angels. But, I mean, he's having a hell of a spring hitting-wise, isn't he, Nate? Before we get on to pitching. Yeah. Because he pitched yeah, today, absolutely. too. Um, my, my favorite at bat was actually the walk. Um, I know he hit the ball the other way in both his, his ABs um, up, up the middle the other way. Um, looked very good on his ABs, but my favorite one was the walk. I mean, you really got to see him um, face Blake Snell, one of the top left-handed pitchers in baseball. Um, and he was able to – he was on, on the fastball, able to see breaking balls, uh, take some tough pitches, foul off some good pitches – and worked a walk in a, a tough situation. So that was my favorite at bat to see. That that lets me know he's locked in. Um, I mean, anyone can go up there and get a lucky hit every now and then. But to see a tough lefty like that and to work a walk, that lets me know that guy's locked in. Oh, 100%. And I, I didn't look at the stats, but I would think that Otani hasn't hit lefties well in his career. And the fact that Blake Snell is one of the best lefties in baseball. I have no problem with saying that because I, I think he is. It is is quite nice. And that was actually one of the notes that I wrote down. I watched Otani's entire appearance today, and it was fantastic, like I've said many times. Yeah, at, at the plate, that, that Snell at bat definitely stood out to me. He battled up there. He didn't give up. You know, he's not pulling the shoulder out right now. And that is the key to his success. That is the absolute key to his success is if that left shoulder, I guess technically it's right shoulder, if that right shoulder stays in as long as possible, I he he's going to be unbelievable. As long as he doesn't pull the head out, as long as he doesn't pull the, you know, front side open, you know, as long as he stays healthy too, that's another key. But as long as he keeps that front shoulder in and everything, at the plate, he is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I know regular season is completely different, but Man, dude, he has been unfreaking believable batting wise. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. I, I really don't. And I know we're hyping this up a lot. I really, really do. But man, this this team is really shaping up to be to be something special this year. I, I, is is this changing your mind at all, Nate? How how this team's been this spring? I know it's spring training, and like I said, build me up, Buttercup baby. But ah, man, it, it's hard not to look at this team and be like, yeah, there's something here. There's something here. A little bit. Um... The one worry, some for me, and the thing that you continue to see is the injuries on the pitching staff. Um, as long as we can stay healthy and get some of these guys pitching um, regularly, I think they're going to be okay. That's just always the thing with the Angels is can they stay healthy, especially on the mound, and that's kind of the biggest issue that I've, I've always kind of thought about. I knew they were going to hit. I knew they were going to score some runs, but it's on the pitching side of the baseball, and if Otani can stay healthy um, – on the mound, it's going to be tough for, for these other teams because he, he looks like he's going to have a good year. Yeah, and, I mean, let's just go right into how he was on the mound today as well. I, I mean, four innings pitched, and gave up two hits, one run, walked a guy, and had, had five strikeouts. Probably his best his best start of the, of the spring, correct? Absolutely. His best start for sure. Um, the stuff looked really good. Um, fastball was one thing that I was really looking looking at was could he execute his fastball. And, uh, this was the best that he was able to execute that fastball outside the righties and inside the lefties. Um, looked really good. 
slider wasn't quite as sharp, but I mean, you and I talk about this all the time. It was a, it's a feel pitch. Um, you got to throw it, and we're still, what is he, ten innings into spring right now? So he he's still got time. He's still gonna that thing's gonna be sharp. The curveball looked really good, uh, and the splitter was unbelievable. I know both of you and I aren't huge on him throwing that a lot, but um, man, there was I forget who it was. It might have been O'Grady. Um, but he was sitting fastball, and he saw that split come out, and he jumped at it, and he was like 10 minutes early on it. It was fantastic to see um, that pitch. So the strikeout against Tatis, that was that, – oh. he threw the splitter to him there, and he was five feet out in front of it. And, I mean, golly, man, that, that pitch is so good. I It's hard for – I mean, you look at him throwing it, and it's like, damn, it's one of the best pitches in baseball. But, I mean, if he can stay – it's hard for me to say don't throw the split finger when it's that freaking good. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't necessarily change my mind about throwing the splitter because I'm not an advocate to throwing the splitter. We talked about this many of times on here and between you and I. But, man, that is such a good freaking pitch. I mean, he, he had Tatis way out in front. The slow motion on it was so much sicker as well. And, I mean, you said it well. He commanded he controlled and commanded everything really well today. And that was the difference between this start and the previous starts was he control he commanded stuff decently well, but he had no control. Or maybe it was the other way around. He had he didn't control stuff very well, but he couldn't command I, I don't know. He you he, he just did all everything really well today, it seemed like. And I hope that this was a stepping stone for him in the right direction to starting off the season well. I, 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 The stuff is there. That has no issue for me. I, it, it's, it's unbelievable, the stuff. I mean, we saw it. He threw 101.9 miles an hour today, Nate, which is unbelievable when you're spotting up the fastball like that. I'd like to see him get a little bit more run on the fastball eventually, but when you're throwing 101 like that, I have no issue. The one thing I think think that kind of worried me the most that I saw in his warm-up pitches, and I mentioned this on Twitter too, and I, I, maybe I was wrong, but he was kind of looking down on that, at those fingers a little bit, like the blister might have been coming back where he was you know, his, his rookie years. So do we think we need to worry about that a little bit with the, I, I think I would assume it's the split finger that gets the, that gets the blister going. It could be the slider, too. It just kind of depends on where the, the blister would be. But I, I think he's fine. Um, I'm, I'm not too worried about that. Um, I, I think, honestly, this is going to sound weird, but the the best thing for him was that he was able to hit and stay in the game. I think that keeps him not sitting on the bench getting cold. Um, the longest inning I think they had was the inning where he walked and ended up on third base in that inning, I believe. And, yeah, it was a longer inning for him, but he was able to stay fresh with uh, being on the bases and getting and getting on base. So I think that actually could – you could see it a little bit more if he prefers that, but I, I, I don't think Joe's going to want to do that because you did see the double switch um, or just – no, it was the double switch that happened where they had to take Fletcher out, which is spring training game, good time to do this. But that's going to be a tough thing for the Angels is are they going to have the pitcher hitting in the right spot where they're able to use some of their bench pieces that can play multiple positions like a Beretta, like uh, maybe a Ligaris or, or a Pujol. So 
that's going to be the interesting thing long term. But um, yeah, he looked really good today. It was awesome. Yeah, you, you bring up a fascinating point too, and this is kind of why I love baseball and I love the coaching, thinking about baseball side of the game, and I know Absolute you do too. Side. Yeah, I, I, I love this part of the game. The actually a, actual having to manage the game, and it's not given to you on paper. You know, it's not given to you on a computer. I think that's going to be the most fascinating thing that Joe Madden has to do this year is figure out what you're going to do with Shohei Otani. That, that, I mean, we bring up a lot of interesting points here too. Like, as we were talking about this, my brain now shifted like, okay, now you almost have to put Taylor, Taylor Ward in your opening day roster if you're thinking about hitting Otani when he pitches because you have to double switch, you have to do the double switch and... Uh, then Ward can play multiple positions. You, you got to have a lot of guys that can play multiple positions, and I mean it's it's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's going to be absolutely fascinating, and I am absolutely in love with this. Just want to backtrack a little bit too. I know he had some issues in the third inning pitching wise. I think he was just. Did you notice anything there, Nate? Besides, I think he was just flying open a little bit, and we yeah, saw the fat. Yeah, we saw the fastball dip down to like ninety one, but I think he was just trying to control. It a little bit better. I don't know. Do you see anything different? Yeah, no, I, I think that's it. Just a little bit flying open there. Um, but yeah, other than that, he looked really good. Um, even the run that he gave up was kind of like, eh. Guy hit it okay down the line perfectly. Um, ground ball with the infield in is able to, to get the run in. But I mean, yeah, he looked unbelievable. And I think the, the, the fun part for me is you hear how great Fernando Tatis Jr. is, and he's a great baseball player, don't get me wrong, but he did not look comfortable in the box against Shohei Otani. And people don't say Shohei Otani is one of the top pitchers in baseball. Some people won't even say he's got the best stuff in baseball, which I don't I don't know if it's too early to say he's the best pitcher in baseball, but he definitely is up there in stuff. And it, it was just fun to see how some of these great Padre hitters struggled with him. Yeah, I mean, he looked, Tatis looked really good against 102, but straight fastball, whether it's 90, whether it's 80, whether it's 102, is easy to hit. I mean, and I air quote easy to hit, but when you're a major leaguer and you get a straight fastball, you're licking your chops. You know that, that I mean, Tatis was on 102 because it's straight, and but Tatis definitely looked confused, not necessarily confused, he, he looked com- un, not comfortable against the off-speed, you know, whether it was the slider, whether it was the splitter we saw him strike out against, I think my favorite at bat was Profar, I think in that inning, I think it was the third inning when he faced Profar, he walked, he had the bases loaded, and he started throwing hard, He I think he got down in the count 2-0, he had a couple fastballs, he got back, and then he dropped in the, the airbender of a curveball against against Profar, and it just froze him. The fact that you can he, – he was able to throw 101 at the beginning of that at-bat. Granted, it was a ball, I think, and it almost hit him in the feet. And then he drops in, like, probably a 75-mile-an-hour curveball <laughs> is, is absolutely insane. Can you imagine trying to face that type of – like, that speed difference? It's you, – you're not – You're not, not fun. You, no, you're not hitting that. There's no, there's no shot at all. And when it comes to the stuff, I have no issue with saying that, that he has the – that Shohei Otani probably has the best stuff in baseball. Like, best four-pitch pitch mix for sure. I don't think he has the best fastball in the game, but one of the best sliders in the game when it's on. 
one of the best splitters in the game, and the curveball compared to the fastball is just absolutely insane. So I have no issue with saying he has some of the best stuff in baseball. I mean, trying to think, is is there anybody who has that type of repertoire? Like four pitches that is that stupidly good, like that incredibly great. <laughs> Scherzer when he's on? And you hesitate on that, right? Like you had to, you really, we really have to think about this. Like I'm thinking Dustin May, sure, like Clayton Kershaw. But the fact that we're bringing these pitchers up, like Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, just tells you. Jacob Degrom does, yeah. Degrom, yep. But I don't even know if he he really only throws three pitches. He doesn't really throw that fourth pitch as much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just incredible what Shohei Otani can do. The stuff is there. And honestly, I just wanted to break down this start that he had because it was it was quite fun to watch. And honestly, if the Angels are smart from a a PR standpoint, no, not necessarily PR, but like oh, marketing standpoint, that's the right word. From a marketing standpoint, I'm doing this on Sunday, Sunday night baseball. Shohei Otani is leading off for the Angels and starting pitching. Is, I mean, do you have any problem with that? Um, the leadoff thing might be the issue because. Who are you hitting second at that point? And you're, you got to hope that he doesn't make the last out because then you're probably looking at double switching. And if you have Trout batting second, you don't really want to double switch him. You don't really want to double switch a Rendon. Um, so I, I would love to see him hitting like fourth with maybe Upton behind him and and be able to double switch maybe a Ligaris or a Pujols, uh, because Walsh would hit sixth in that scenario. So I, I don't have a problem with him leading off, but I just think it works out better with the whole lineup card fiasco that Joe, I think Joe absolutely loves that too. So he will definitely want to do that because I think he loves having a, uh, a messed up lineup card instead of a clean one. Yes, yes, he does. I mean, we saw it. We saw it last year, and it was kind of a running joke for myself, was are we going to see 60 different lineups? And I think we probably almost saw 60 different lineups from, from Joe Madden last year. So, And that kind of dates us back to the Mike Trout, or not the Mike Trout, the Mike Stosha. Wow, I have Mike Trout on my mind way too much. The Mike Stosha era, when he, only, he, he had so many different lineups, when you had, were able to have guys like, Ibar in, and Meister is, is Tourist was a big guy that could play everywhere, Sean Figgins. So I think that Madden kind of brings that approach to the table and really proves that, you know, Mike Sosha was a damn good manager. <laughs> you really yeah. got to tip the cap. Like, I don't think too many people appreciate Mike, Mike Sosha at all. And if I remember, I watched the Cubs as well, and watching Joe with that team, <laughs> it was laughable because – there would be times where Ben Zobers is starting in right field and ends the game at second base, and Javier Baez is starting the game at second base, ending the game at shortstop. Like, it was in a 162-game season, he probably had maybe 60 games where it was a clean lineup card and he didn't use a double switch and he didn't mess around. I mean, for crying out loud, he had John Lester pinch hitting in the ninth inning to walk off on a suicide squeeze. Like, really? Who does that? Who pinch hits a pitcher who doesn't hit in the bottom of the ninth to walk something off? Like, just crazy things that he loves to do, and I think he's going to have so much fun um, mixing up some of these lineup cards with Shohei in it and pitching. Yep, I'm absolutely fascinated to see what happens, what 
this season brings because it is honestly if it, if spring training has any, is any indication to what we're about to see the Angels do, it's going to be one hell of a fun year. So Nate, any final thoughts here before we get going? No, uh, just just really excited to get this thing going. I mean, we talked about it. Stay healthy, and and it could be a fun ride. So let's just get to opening day. Yep, I got one final thought here for you. I want relief help, whether that is Chris Rodriguez, Shane Green, Roberto Azuna, or Reed Detmers. I I need some bullpen help. I really do, and I think that one of those four guys needs to be an angel at on opening day. Do you have any preference there? Um, I would agree. I, I like anyone but Rude Detmers. I don't think his stuff plays good in the bullpen. There are just some starters whose stuff doesn't play good in the bullpen. Not to say that Reed doesn't have good stuff. He does. Um, but it's 92 to 94 maybe. And out of the pen, you're looking at 94 like maybe. Where if you got Chris Rodriguez – He's going to be ridiculous. He's going to throw really, really hard. His stuff's going to move. It's going to be like the Dodgers throwing Dustin May in the bullpen, I think. Um, and I know I've been throwing that comparison out there a lot, and I know that's not who people compare him to. But just the way his stuff moves, it's going to be something ridiculous like that. Um, again, we've talked about Shane Green and Roberto Ozuna until we're blue in the face. I'm fine with any of them. Um, I just I don't think Reed Detmers is quite ready, and his stuff doesn't play as good in the bullpen as Chris Rodriguez stuff does. I agree. I, I, I do agree, but Madden said that they're still considering all options, and Perry Manassian earlier last week also said that you just you, you never know. They could go external with, with some bullpen help if the right if the right guy comes along. So, I mean, we could be we could be sitting at home one night and all of a sudden, you know, Shane Green's an angel or Roberto Zuna's an angel or, you know, hopefully Chris Rodriguez might be making the opening day lineup. We we don't know that. And by the way, former former guest of our show as well, Chris Rodriguez. I didn't get to talk with him, but I've talked with him before. Great guy, great human being. Love Chris, love what he does, and I I really hope for the best for him. So guys, also look good in the last inning. Yes. Oh oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean future closer maybe at that point, but I guess it kind of screws up the rotations on my thoughts. So. I don't know. That's I guess a whole another. That's a whole another topic. We can talk about 2022 till we're blue in the face. But I want to worry about 2021 at the moment. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. You can follow myself at on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at Nate Green 34. Go follow us on all of our social medias: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're doing so many cool things. A lot of interesting questions go down on Instagram, and I think I'm going to maybe try to start going live when I start going out to games in Inland Empire, so you know, you never know what's going to happen. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.